0: Welcome to Mare Studies, a podcast about John Mayer. I'm your host Jill, with...
1: and, and I'm your co-host Lucas. And here we are for episode ten. It took
0: ten episodes, but I finally didn't giggle at the intro. I
1: know you were just so pro. You were not handling any of my nonsense right now. So You're proud just of like,
0: myself.
1: about your business. I'm proud of you too. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. Yeah. So for this and many other reasons.
0: Thank you. Always also intros with a compliment. Um, so we're here to discuss your guys's choice this week right
1: yeah yeah it was a fan choice yeah lord knows i wasn't picking this song
0: no they wanted to make us cry it was stop this train and i think it's an interesting choice because it's an emotional song it is
1: definitely an emotional song this is one of those songs that i used to always skip because Ooh. it made me cry every uh, single time.
0: Beautiful song, though. A
1: Beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk all we'll about why it's so beautiful. Yeah. But, That's why we're here.
0: First, all, well, I giggled later, so I will even doubt. First, we'll discuss John in the news. Not a lot to say this week. Okay. Um, Dead & Company tour starts, like, in two weeks, I think. Uh, he posted about that. Um, and then, I don't know if you saw in his stories, the Top Gun debate. No. So he's like, do you pronounce it top Gun'? Oh, I
1: did see that. Gun? How did I see that? I did see that. Yeah.
0: At prior to the internet, you <laughs> mean, how did I see it? Do you follow I, him? I,
1: I don't even think. I don't think I follow him.
0: You what? Yeah. In, you have a podcast about him. That's just weird and rude. I
1: don't follow a and lot of famous people. Fan
0: accounts. I don't either because it makes me feel bad about like the decor of my house when I follow famous people. Oh wow. So I stopped, but I follow John Mayer. Because, I, nice
1: I follow the John Mayer banter account. Yeah, but not Because like, I think that's kind of the best of John.
0: No, his music's the best of him. You don't think I his banter is the best know. of I kinda him? I kind
1: of do. Do you? I, I love John Mayer the Intellectual. I really do.
0: That's the same Okay. Different podcast. I would
1: rather sit down and have dinner with him than jam with him.
0: I would rather sit down and have dinner with him than jam with him also. There you go. (laughs) Just to clarify. For
1: two very different reasons. Right? He is on my Mount Rushmore of dinner 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 guests. Oh,
0: I think he'd be so fun. You know, this is so stupid because this is how much I've thought about my crush on him. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, I've had it for a very long time, said crush, since his first album. So it's weird that I'm not that weird that I've thought of these things. But you know how we have our game night all the time. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, John Mayer would be the perfect date for game night. Because I'm super competitive and he's super smart. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we would dominate game night and he'd be a fun person to play games with.
1: I imagine he'd be pretty yes. fun. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I see what you did there. So how do you
0: say it? Top Gun or Top Guns? Top Gun. I I don't know how I say it now. Because I, I voted mm-hmm. and then he put up Top Dog. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I say Top Dog differently.
1: Yeah. But I, I thought, say it the same I way. I Top
0: Gun. I put the emphasis on top. Oh,
1: uh, no. It's Top Gun. Really? Yeah.
0: Weird thing to be debating. But anyway, that's all I have for uh, John in the News. So why don't you hit it with Song Bio? All
1: right. Song Bio. This song, Stop This Train, is off the Continuum album, which, interestingly enough, I totally forgot.
0: I, I forgot it too. Yeah. I had to look it up.
1: I was convinced until I popped on to listen to it that mm-hmm. it was on heavier things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what it was on, mm-hmm. but I was surprised by that too.
1: And what I when I was listening to the song, what, one of the things that I love about this song, I kind of think this is like the one of the, like a quintessential John Mayer song. Mm-hmm. Like all the things that are great about him are kind of present in this song. Mm-hmm. But this song could fit on almost any one of his albums. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not tied to a specific time in his career or a phase he was going through. I mean, maybe it might be out of place on Saw Rock because it's not like the whole like eighties vibe. But this song is like, could go anywhere in his library and make sense.
0: That's an interesting point.
1: Yeah. Uh, it is on the continual album, so it's Pino on bass and Steve Jordan on drums. Steve Jordan has also co produced the song. But mm. do you, are you aware of the special guest? guitarist on the song oh yeah okay so john plays one of the acoustic parts on the song right okay there is a second acoustic guitar that you may not notice if you're not like a musician and paying attention to it i am not but there's a second acoustic guitar going on in here that is played by none other than james valentine Mm. do you know who james valentine is i
0: know i know the name
1: he's the guitar player from ruin five
0: Oh, I do know the name. Well, you know, Maroon 5 used to open for John. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how I, that was my first introduction to Maroon 5. Oh, wow. I thought I saw him at Staples Center, but Amy, who's coming on the podcast soon, said, Remember when we saw John in Anaheim? She just texted me this after listening to our last episode, and he said, you can burn a CD, but you can't burn a John Mayer t-shirt when <laughs> he's trying oh, to like, convince people to buy merch. And I'm like, yeah. who said that? Lucas? And so she's talking about the podcast. She's like, no, oh, John. I'm like, how do you remember it better? Nice. But anyway, she said, we, I guess we saw him at Honda Center, mm-hmm. or I don't know what it's called now. And so Maroon 5 opened for them. We'd never heard of them before, never heard their music. Immediately, I don't. I can't speak for Amy, but I was like, "Who's this Adam guy?" Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and then he brought all his friends and his girlfriend on stage for their last song. Mm. Um, I think it might have been "This Love,"
1: mm-hmm. their
0: first single, right?
1: It was not the first single, but it was the first like, like big take hit. Off. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it was like everyone was dancing, and his girlfriend was like rail thin, supermodel, wearing like a he hat because you know the famous girls or famous boys' girlfriends always were wearing hats.
1: And is that a thing? I wasn't aware that that's. In a my thing.
0: whole life, I've noticed it's a thing. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. And then he went off stage, and the guy who I was with, um, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go buy their CD. I really think they're a good band. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to come?" And we're like, "Nah, we're good." So he goes, he buys a CD, he buys the last one. Oh okay. And gets to meet Adam, who was standing right by there. Wow. Got to keep going. No one knew who Ruin Five was, right? And he's like. I don't think you got a picture with him because you just didn't have the capability to just randomly take pictures back mm-hmm. then. He did get it autographed. Mm-hmm. And he came back like, so jazz. I got the last one. I had the greatest talk with him. Like, he was so cool. I met him. I met his girlfriend. And he was so wound up. And then I was listening to the Wong Notes podcast yeah. that John was on. And he told a story about how Maroon 5 was such a good opening band. They really took advantage of it. And they sold out of CDs every night. And I was like, literally. That's awesome. <laughs> But I don't remember what you're talking about now.
1: <laughs> well, just that their guitar player James oh, Longtime yeah. plays acoustic guitar on "Stop the Train." Their friends, his friendship with John actually goes all the way back to I believe it's '96. I almost sent you a picture, but I didn't want to spoil the story before the podcast. Oh. He posted a picture of him and John Mayer in like 1996, both of them looking extremely young. Please do
0: send that to me later. I will later. Okay. They met at Berkeley. Oh, okay. They both
1: went to Berklee School of Music. Mm-hmm. And so they met and they made music together. And John says somewhere there's a cassette tape with a bunch mm-hmm. of like instrumentals that they made together. Mm-hmm. And uh, James was saying that like before the recording of this, John called them up and just sang the melody line to one of their songs that he remembered. And uh, so, anyways, their friendship dates back a very long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. You. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas did. There you go. So that's kind of the notable thing about this song okay. is that. Uh, Another interesting thing about this, and maybe this is kind of blurring the line into notable versions of the song. Mm -hmm. Actually, it probably is, so I'll save it for that.
0: Okay, so let's get into versions of the song. All right, great.
1: (laughs) So you already know this, I'm sure, but John posted this song to TikTok. Are you aware of this? Yes,
0: for the duet. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Which is a great idea, I thought, uh, because... You hear all these crappy cop covers on YouTube and whatever. Yeah. But there was actually some really good stuff on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But, so this led me down a rabbit hole. There is a whole Reddit thread about that TikTok video. And there is an entire conversation going on about the size of John's hands. Specifically the length of his thumbs.
0: Oh, well, he, he's referenced when he plays guitars that he has abnormally long fingers. And that's how he could do something in neon that other people can't.
1: Yeah, so he frets with his thumb on his left hand, which is yeah, a yeah fretting totally, <laughs> which is a thing that not all guitar players do. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, he, there, there's pictures of him like holding his thumbs out to the side, and they are freakishly long Weird. thumbs. Yeah, <laughs> and so there's a I'm whole so
0: glad he has an imperfection, <laughs> right?
1: And so there's a whole debate about it. Some people are like, no, his hands are average size for a guy who's six foot three.
0: Oh, I see that point.
1: Right, and then there are other people who like know actually you can stretch your fingers, and many guitar players have stretched out fingers because of trying to make some of those chords. And I, if I was watching some of the chords he makes Mm -hmm. on that video, Mm -hmm. and they look like there's this meme of like easy jazz chords, and Mm -hmm. it's all like incredible like stuff you can't do, like people with six fingers and Mm -hmm. stuff. And some of the chords he makes look like that. So Um,
0: when you say stretch your fingers, you're saying like. You make your fingers longer by constantly exercising them when you play an instrument?
1: By constantly stretching them out, yeah. What? To try and reach around the neck, to reach from one fret to the next.
0: So if I stretched every morning, would I get taller?
1: I don't think...
0: Or am I done growing?
1: Well, and we're not talking massive differences here. Okay. And again, this is a Reddit thing. I don't have any, like,
0: oh, yeah. evidence-based yeah. research. it's on the internet, it's true. So. I,
1: I'm not in the medical journals with this stuff here. I'm just <laughs> reading Reddit. Uh, but I just spent, like... You know, an hour today diving down mm-hmm. on the size of his hands and people posting like photographic evidence. <laughs> like, no, look at his hands here. Look how freakishly big they are. Oh and my. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this was about versions. versions. Yeah. So there's a
1: TikTok version, right?
0: Right. Um,
1: which many people think is a great job of him playing guitar. Uh, and then there is the obviously the continuum version.
0: Yeah, love that one.
1: Um, and he also put this song on "Where the Light Is."
0: Love that one too.
1: Yeah, that that "Where the Light Is" is his good live record.
0: He's more than one good live record. You just don't like as is.
1: And I don't like Any Given Thursday. So, which is the live record that it. How
0: dare you not like Any Given Thursday? First of all, I have the Any Given Thursday DVD.
1: Oh. And David
0: Henderson, who's just in the next room ignoring us or pretending to ignore us, when he was a baby, Mm -hmm. if I would put that DVD on Mm -hmm. and he was like laying on the couch, like safely, just like vibing, waiting for his bottle or crying. (laughs) He's
1: just vibing.
0: Well, back then he wouldn't say vibing, but he (laughs) would say it now. If we turned it on he would turn his head he would watch it and he would like kick one leg like to the beat
1: nice
0: see even in infancy he could recognize good music now he pretends not to like john that much doesn't bother me but i know he really does Uh, anyway and so i have a special place in my heart because i love that dvd so okay moving on
1: i'm not i'm just not a fan personally so i my favorite version is the album version we talked about this with the last in the last episode album version is going to be the default unless something really comes and blows it away and the album version's great.
0: That's interesting because I, I was torn between saying if it was the album version or the Where the Light Is version.
1: Because
0: uh-huh. I wrote love next to album version, but wrote love, love next to Where the Light Is. It's also yeah. the order I listened th- to them uh-huh. in, although I switched back and forth. I put more effort into picking a favorite than I normally would. Okay. And I had trouble, but I did like how he kind of whistled and, mm. I don't know, it just, it was a time when I'd seen him play live. I mean, I wasn't there that night, but... Right. That time frame, and so I there's something about it I can't put my finger on why I liked it so much. Live.
1: he just he sings the heck out of the song on the record, mm-hmm. like it's such a great vocal performance mm-hmm. Um that and he, it wasn't it wasn't bad on where the light is that mm-hmm. was good. It's just always going to be tough to beat being able to get it perfect in the studio. Sure,
0: and he sang it on and
1: James Valentine on acoustic guitar oh, as yes, well. That we have that the fact. special sauce. Oh, I
0: know I was going to say earlier when you said something about Pino and who Steve, David, Jordan. Steve Jordan on mm-hmm. drums. Um, if our, my other podcast has a drinking game component uh-huh. and I was like, oh, we should make it or a bingo. Right. And I was like, it could have their names. Every time it's a <laughs> yeah. and
1: Steve, every or time like, it's a trio. Or I
0: say something like under my breath about having a crush on John uh-huh. or I think that, yeah, we should put that together. Um, anyways, there's also a version on Instagram. I don't know if Ooh. it's findable on Instagram. I ran into it on YouTube. Okay. of him playing it during current mood and it was very soft mm-hmm. and just. Not some big vocal performance, Mm -hmm. and I really liked that, so I wanted to mention that one, too. So song meaning in general, um, not specific to us, I think is pretty obvious, wouldn't you say, Lucas?
1: Yeah, go ahead and start us off. What do you think it is?
0: Um, I think that it's about your parents getting older (laughs) and how depressing that is and facing living without them, and I... I don't know. It just hits me really hard. I think it hits all of us really hard Mm -hmm. who have parents or who've already lost parents. And I would also say there's a component of being a parent that it speaks to, probably accidentally.
1: Definitely. Oh, you
0: felt that too.
1: Totally. And that's really something that I wanted to get into is Mm -hmm. that, yes, it's very easy to read this song as kind of being about his parents and Mm -hmm. the fear of losing them Mm -hmm. and everything. You and I have a perspective on this that he doesn't doesn't yet.
0: Yeah, that we know Um,
1: of. Right. Um, And that's being a parent. Mm -hmm. And especially it's running to the end of the school year. Both of our kids are up for some milestones. Your Mm -hmm. kid's going to a senior year. My kid's going into high school. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely that sense of like, there's a particular part in the bridge where he says, once in a while, when it's good and it feels like it should, and they're all still around and they're all safe and sound, mm-hmm. like that. Just it's, I've had those moments when I, oh, my kids are here. They still love me. Yeah. they still live like with a me. Perfect moment. Yeah. yeah, and you don't miss a thing till you cry when you're driving away in the dark. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's usually like driving away to some gig or whatever. And mm-hmm. like, because I don't have like FOMO mm-hmm. from my friends, I have FOMO from what's going on at my house when I'm away playing. Totally. You know, like we were in uh, Texas not a couple weekends ago, and I was just like, I kept calling them all the time. What are you guys doing? You know, like that's what I felt like I was missing is the time with them. So uh, there's definitely that sense of stop this train. My daughter had uh, her eighth grade like choir banquet last night, and so she got all dressed up. She was wearing one of my wife's dresses because they're the same size. My wife did her makeup and everything. She just looks so grown. And it's like, I I was looking at this teenager, right? This grown up looking teenager and she's beautiful. And I love her as much as you can love a human. And I was having these flashes of like three-year-old her. Who I mm. felt the same exact way about, but yeah. it was a totally different person, you know? Mm. And it just feels like being a parent is a constant exercise in letting go.
0: It's an exercise, all right. <laughs> yeah,
1: because you fall in love with these kids, right? Like, I loved my five-year-old version of my daughter. I mm. loved that kid. And she's gone and she's not coming back. Right. And so I have to let that go. Yeah. And there's an element of mourning to that. But I also love my 14-year-old version of my daughter. Mm-hmm. She is feisty. She is fierce. She is, you know, loyal. And she knows what she believes in and stands for. Mm-hmm. I love all those things about her. Mm-hmm. And it's totally different than how she was when she was, say, four or five or eight, you know? Yeah. And so while I mourn, I miss those other versions of her, I get to encounter these new versions of her that I fall in love with all over again. Yeah. And I imagine that's going to kind of happen for the rest of our lives.
0: Oh, I definitely think so. And I don't think that was John's intention when he wrote the song because he doesn't have children. And I think you can imagine what having a child is like. But what I thought was so interesting and timely, not for the song, but for the podcast, and mm-hmm. I know you don't watch This Is Us, right? No,
1: definitely not. Um, I, I wanna... watched like two episodes and it was a tear fest. And I'm like, I don't need any more sadness in my life. Oh my I have gosh. enough of that in real life. I love don't need it. help from my TV shows. I love TV it so shows. much.
0: So at the end, I don't want to, well, it doesn't sound like you're going to watch it. And I don't want to ruin it for anyone. But one of the characters who was a mom, I'll we'll just say that, uh, the close, the second to last episode, is passing away and mm-hmm. she's on a train and all the versions of her children at their different ages baby oh, you know kindergarten mm-hmm. teenage whatever are there with her and she's like passing through and it was really beautiful if you watch the show it was better than the finale i felt and i thought isn't that interesting because when you're a kid And you say, you're John, you're writing this song, thinking about losing your parents and how much they love you. And all they're thinking about Mm -hmm. is how much they've loved you and leaving you. Right. And I was like, "Ah," I start crying, (laughs) but that's how it is because I, it's just weird how it has two sides that I don't think the song explores or is trying to explore. But when you listen to it and you have that perspective of having a child, you see it both ways. But it can also, I mean, it, it ultimately breaks my heart about my parents is what it does. Because yeah. I'm not interested in, in living life without them. I'm definitely going to have them here the whole time I decided. Right. I'm the and only one who gets that, I guess.
1: <laughs> and like when I encountered this song, when the song came out, I didn't have kids yet. Yeah. Right? So I first encountered from that same perspective of like, yeah. you know. But it's, you and I are both in the same situation where well, we are one generation's length away from fighting life out on our own. I know, but in two directions, right? I know. Because generation no our kids are going to be out of the house and yeah. off on their own. No, my son's and... going to
0: live here forever. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, all right.
1: <laughs> um, do you want to hear what John had to say about the song? Uh, sure. All right. So here's what John himself he said the about the song. It, so. Yeah, in an interview in 2006 uh, with E Music Post. Okay. He said. Uh, It's uh, definitely the most emotionally confrontational song on the album. Speaking of continuum, time is moving forward all the time and we know that, but it's like running out of a continually burning hallway and you can't go back and get your stuff. And all I want to do is yell, I want to go get my stuff. And people go, you can't just keep running. This fireball's coming up behind you. It's not exactly as Indiana Jones as that, but it feels like that sometimes. Stop this train is a song begging to go back. I played it for my parents, and they pretended not to hear any of the lines, which I think is pretty much trademark parents. (laughs) It was actually a really good friend of mine, James Valentine, from the band Rune 5, who came in and helped by playing some acoustic guitar on the song.
0: Wow. Interesting. And you know, the thing is, I think it was so... Like, at that age, I'm only a few... I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how old John Mayer is, but I know I'm a few years behind him.
1: I think he is... I think he is three years older than us
0: okay so i just know when he wrote this song that wasn't like a thing i worried about mm. like i was back and like you think you're invincible you think your family is invincible you're right. all gonna live forever like at my age now it's mm-hmm. something i think about all the time and i'm worried about and i just think it's interesting that he would have those thoughts i don't know if it's because he's away from them traveling or because he's so smart so he's thinking way farther ahead but i that was it was so profound to me is at such a young age this was on his mind yeah whereas to me it wouldn't even have entered my head at all
1: uh, yeah, I, and it, I definitely felt this. I've always been very close to my parents as you have with yours. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I was younger, when I, I grew up, we were in incredibly close knit family. Yeah. Um, and that's why I would avoid this song just because like the, that sense of loss of like, Oh man, I really am not interested in yeah. losing yeah. either of my parents, um, was really hard and it's not so from there, it hits me on three levels, right? Hits me on the parents level, on the being a parent level. Mm-hmm. It also hits me on just like life ends yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point. Even for me, you know, when he's saying like I play the numbers game to try mm-hmm. and say life has just begun. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I felt that way when I was like, what was like, twenty five? It was probably mid twenties when this album came out. Feel that way even more now that I've crossed the forty yard oh, line, you Christ. know? Like Yes. Yeah. So. so I have
0: a question for you before we go into diving into the lyrics. Yeah. I didn't know where else to put it. Okay. Never mind. It would go into discussion, discussion questions. Discussion questions. <laughs> I'm just gonna draw an arrow. All okay. Right. So let's talk about the lyrics.
1: Okay. What's um, your favorite lyric?
0: I have two. Okay. So I'm one generation's length away from yeah. fighting life out on my own yeah. because accurate and that is what it is. You are fighting life and you are like if I have something bad happen, good happen, exciting, I have the first people I call are my parents. Mm. So it's weird to think about not making that phone call. Yeah. Not my favorite, but I think it's beautiful the way he wrote it. And of course, everyone's favorite. I'm so scared of getting older. I'm only good at being young. <laughs> I'm not the type of person who I think I'm only good at being young, mm-hmm. but I do remember being pretty good at it. Yeah. And having a lot of fun.
1: Uh, in a lot of ways, I, f- I feel like you probably might believe this too about me, that I've kind of lived my life in reverse.
0: Yes, that is so accurate.
1: That so I accurate. was a lot older when mm-hmm. I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm younger now that I'm older. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, th- I think I even, like...
0: Benjamin Button.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know that I was ever that great at being young. I remember when I turned 30, I just, like, took a deep breath. I was like it finally matches. Yeah. Right? Like, my actual age matched my person, Yeah, as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, oh, freaking out about it. I was like, yeah. all right, now we're, like, properly aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that is a, it is a great line. I'm only good at being young because up to that point in your life, you, that's all you've ever known. Well,
0: exactly. You're, of course, you're only good right? at something you haven't done yet.
1: And I think that's why so often, you know, like, my dad is a senior citizen, right? He's 66 years old. Mm-hmm. And if you ask him, he'll be like, I still feel like I'm 20.
0: Isn't that how you feel?
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's because there's, we expect that there's some big crossover, Mm -hmm. right? Where you're like, okay, I'm this different person now, but you're just you all the time. Right. And so time passes and we grow and hopefully mature and become different. But it's like, you know, like I, my ex-roommate, he lost 50 pounds while we lived together and I didn't realize it until he lost 50 pounds.
0: I can't say hmm because I'm trying to figure out which roommate this is. Jeff. What? Yeah. Well, he's so tall. He could be any anyway. weight. Right? You would just think and he's skinny. And I didn't
1: even realize until one day. I was like, dude, you're super skinny. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I lost 50 pounds. But I saw him every single day. Yeah.
0: You don't notice weight. Right. And, and, you.
1: He, and, and, you know, we lived together for seven years. So it was, it was Jeez. like over the course of time, like just mm-hmm. losing weight, like, oh, it happened. And same thing happens. Like. There wasn't a line where all of a sudden I was old, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, it's just but like through the eyes of my daughter, mm-hmm. I'm the most ancient thing possible, you know? I understand that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm trying, endeavoring to get good at being whatever I am now. I don't want to yeah. say it's old because it's always comparison, Do right? To
0: best in the moment. Yeah.
1: But to be good at, to be and good at being 42. the bar for old
0: keeps getting moved
1: definitely because when i
0: was 20 i thought this age was super old i was like are you gonna die soon (laughs) like (laughs) there
1: is this thing that's going around on twitter you may have seen it about Uh like the ages that actors were on famous sitcoms always
0: been frustrating
1: and it's like oh my god these cats are younger than me and look like 20 years older than me Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. um and neither you have i you or i are particularly old looking folk
0: we're aging amazing i would would say say so yeah
1: yeah so there's there's some of that to it but also like i'll i've did this uh, my wife is significantly younger than me and so like i was showing her pictures current day pictures of people i went to high school with Mm -hmm. she's like "Mm,
0: oh you're old (laughs) yeah
1: some of them definitely look like they're in their 40s right
0: No, i'm afraid we just jinxed it we're gonna wake up tomorrow looking really old
1: (laughs) uh not with my skincare routine all right you have
0: a skincare routine Yes. They can't see your <laughs> It's a podcast. I
1: definitely have a skincare routine. I picked it up later in life mm-hmm. um, because my wife was like, You don't use moisturizer?
0: Yeah, no, boys have skin, and yeah. so do girls. Everyone needs moisturizer.
1: So now I have three different moisturizers. Three
0: different moisturizers. I
1: have a moisturizer with SPF if I'm going to be in the sun. Okay. I have my regular, just daily moisturizer. Uh-huh. And then I have my nighttime moisturizer. Do you have an eye cream? I don't have an eye cream, although I do have a serum. <laughs>
0: Moving on to listener feedback. All right. <laughs> um, I really hate to repetitively quote people, but I had to quote Miss Chenandler underscore bong, whose name I can say effortlessly now. I'd like to Well pronounce. done. Wait till you hear what she said, because if this isn't like she was speaking directly to me, which kind of she was. Right. Quote, a Peter Pan anthem that makes more sense mm. as we all get older. I also always liked that it's a train because it's old timey classy and sometimes... <laughs> I forget he's from Connecticut. He's a Gilmore boy.
1: Oh, my.
0: Mr. Namlerbong, I hope we get a out in person sometime because I just feel like you get me, girlfriend. You, you know go. I love Gilmore Girls. You
1: do love Gilmore I Girls. I feel like John Mayer More than love you Gil- love John Mayer, I'd even go to say.
0: I'm going to need to take some time with that. Okay. It's a different type of love.
1: Would you rather have dinner with John Mayer or with Lauren Graham? John Mayer. All right. There's.
0: What even kind of question is that? But I would be upset that I wasn't getting to have dinner with Lauren Graham. And I'd say I want to have dinner with them together, but I'm afraid that he thinks she's cooler than me because she's very quick witted and very smart. And I'm not trying to be like third wheel in it when I hang out with John Mayer someday finally. Like when we do the podcast with him one day and interview him, I don't even know if I'm going to invite you. Because, just kidding. No, fair
1: enough. If I got to take an episode off so that you can have some alone time with John, no, I'll do that. I would never. I would I'm, never. I'm here for you. I'm that I kind of friend. I think we
0: all know I'll need you there to <laughs> um, Overall favorite lyric was the one about only good at being young. Yes. Got mentioned several times. That's great. At one Hector underscore 28, just wrote WTLI version. I'm bringing that up because he agreed with me.
1: Where what the light, light is. is. Yeah. Got it.
0: And at darker blonde says, "Love the raw honesty in the song. Mm-hmm. Also, is time such a theme throughout John's work, or what? Yeah. Right down to his watch collection.
1: Wow! Uh, at darker
0: blonde came out of nowhere. I was gonna say she was a, a was it called a dark horse or a last horse or." Mm-hmm. There's some phrase about that. Dark horse, and which is funny because her name has dark in it. Right. I don't. I think she just recently followed us, or she's never said anything before. Because I read that like, who are you? I love That's that great. comment. That's great.
1: That's great. Yeah. Why
0: do you think time is such a theme in John's
1: work? Uh I think he's just probably acutely aware that you know stuff passes, and for someone like him, because you remember when I said uh, talked about at the last episode about his Grammy's acceptance speech when he won the. Yes, the Grammy for Your Body's a Wonderland. Gonna... This is really fast, yeah. and I'm going to catch up. Like even back then, he was very aware of the like the speed of his career and yeah. wanting to have a career. I think some of us are just more like we all have our phobias, right? And I think for some of us, it's the passage of time.
0: Well, it's just ironic. Not that I mind. Everyone should live their life how they want to, but it seems so concerning to him. He's not living a traditional life and having a kid and been married or whatever, mm-hmm. but also continues to.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't mean – so both things can be true. Mm-hmm. One, he can wonder if he's missing out on something and yeah. he even feel like he's missing out on something yeah. while also really loving the path that he's on.
0: Yeah, and you can't just make it happen because you decide. Yeah. You can't meet the love of your life because obviously we've already met. But... Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, you know what he got a lot of hate for saying – he was on, I don't know if he was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen or he was just on Andy's Instagram, mm-hmm. but somewhere they were talking about kids or whatever, and he referenced, like, yeah, like, of course I'm still going to have him, like, in mm-hmm. a couple years, and that made people mad because of his age and how, like, when you're a woman and you get to a certain age, you don't have that luxury, right. and I wasn't mad about it. I was just interested at why it made people mad. Like, it was Be- such a strong, I got such a strong response.
1: Because people are mad at anything that challenges... The status quo, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same reason why do people get mad at people who choose not to have children. Like know. my friends who have chosen not to have children say they get all sorts of stuff from people constantly. Yeah. Um, and it's because society expects, oh, I did this, so you have to do this. These are all the same things. And anytime mm-hmm. someone questions that, it makes you think, oh, wait, so I didn't just have to do what everyone told me I had to do? Yeah. I could have charted my own course. Mm. I think there's always going to be pushback for that.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think they were uh, yeah, I see your point. They were more saying it was just like an arrogance. It's just t- anytime he opens his mouth about anything that's to do with a woman,
1: mm-hmm.
0: people are going to look for a flaw. And they're saying, "Yeah, you could still have kids, but someone your age couldn't." And that and that made him mad. And also, you still can have kids in your 40s.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, and also, not always, but... right, but also like I'm an adopted parent.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: that's I'm that's no less a parent, you. you know, because well, I'm not so her many biological father.
0: Use, um, when someone else carries your baby. Surrogate. surrogate thank mm-hmm. you <laughs> it's a word i definitely knew it just was not coming to me okay moving on yeah at erica jenny says the lyrics feel slow the rhythm feels fast the contrast is literally life and i was like At Erica jenny what you talking about girl mm-hmm. and then i listened to it again and i see what she's saying and i thought that was really insightful okay and that's our
1: Listener, Listener feedback. feedback.
0: You we know, like, do doo doo A little intro and outro.
1: We need some more production value on this podcast.
0: Yeah, I don't know how we would
1: All right, it. I guess it's time to rate, rate the song. And this is a pretty clear-cut one, right? Yeah. So But I'm going to ask the question anyways because mm. the people want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jill, is this the John Mayer who sings the quiet songs? Or is this the John Mayer who turns the ladies I mean, on? I think
0: it's pretty obvious this is 100% a quiet song. 100% a quiet not
1: song. Not wearing
0: a cardigan. Nope. Not trying to be particularly clever. Not that it's not. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. But no, you know what I mean. Like, a, oh, wow, that was clever. Ha ha, I got you there. Yep. It's just like, wow, this is how I feel. It's and genuine. It it's is,
1: authentic.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming you agree with me then.
1: Absolutely. Like I said at the top, I think this is a quintessential John Mayer song. I think if you wanted someone who knew nothing about John Mayer mm-hmm. and you wanted to introduce them to John Mayer, yeah. this would not be a bad place to start.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. I had to make that sort of, I mean, my mom had been introduced to John Mayer, but when we went to the concert, I was trying to compile a CD for her to listen mm-hmm. to the car that um you know made sense for her mm-hmm. and was a good introduction but i didn't put this on because i didn't feel like it was a strong one that would get played at the concert mm-hmm. but i had toyed with it anyway yeah
1: yeah i think i think the writing here is great um no false moves for me on this with the lyrics there's nothing no, in here that i'm perfect. like oh man you really like that line could have been better there's no bubblegum Tongue. I knew
0: you were going to say bubblegum tongue at some point tonight. Yeah. No I bubble said bubblegum tongue 400 times our last podcast. That could also be a drinking game. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the song. You know, it was nice to come back to listen to it now that I'm in, I think probably a more emotionally stable and mature place in my life where mm-hmm. I could listen to it without bursting into tears instantly. Yeah. Um, which I couldn't do back in the early days.
0: I don't know how he doesn't burst into tears sometimes singing it.
1: Yeah, I, you get inoculated to it after a while, right?
0: Inoculated to it. Yeah. Very good use of the word inoculated. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you.
1: I mean, you sing I've it...
0: I've been vaccinated first <laughs> <stop> this
1: train. <laughs> no, it's like you sing it so often. You go, You sing it a million times yeah. in the studio. You sing it a million times while you're rehearsing for tour. Sure. And then you go out and you sing it every night on the road. Yeah. You know, it's not that you can't tap into that emotion, mm-hmm. but also... You can also pro- provide yourself with a healthy distance if you need sure, it. Sure,
0: where it's a little more robotic.
1: Yeah, I always think about them cats who were like on Broadway, right? And like, so hard. You and I both love Hamilton, right? Yes. And like the second half of Hamilton is so emotional. So like, you know, it's quiet uptown. Going out and singing It's quiet uptown every single night. And the, uh, his name is escaping me right now and I'm ter- uh, terrible. The guy who plays Dear Evan Hansen. Who
0: plays is who?
1: Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, Has it been something or other
0: Oh, I know stuff like this but I don't know it right now I
1: usually know this and for whatever reason his last I love how you me. think
0: he plays dear Evan Hansen not he's, Evan, he's Hansen. Evan Hansen
1: and dear Evan Hansen he even talked about because that's a pretty emotional show too Yeah, extremely emotional show mm-hmm. the toll that that took on him mm-hmm. going out and doing that every night for a year it just like messed it him went. up psychologically yeah, yeah and he had to really take a break and like try and find himself again mm-hmm. and when they came to him to do the movie he like didn't want to cause he's like I don't want to go back there it yeah. was so hard you know Um, So yeah, I can imagine that if you have to sing the song every night, you want to be fully present in the moment so you can perform it, but it might be helpful to not break down and ball every single time you sing it.
0: Absolutely, I agree.
1: All right, so uh, on to our next rating, Jill. How much does this song make you love John Mayer? I think this one's going to be going to break the meter, right? Because you said last you know, time you that get you
0: get mad when I break the meter. Well,
1: you said last time that you love like this, your your the feelings for him songs. have gone deeper now, yeah. and like you love the introspective, you love the mm-hmm. thoughtful. John and I think that's all very much on display here totally so I personally would be shocked if you gave me something other than some like really ridiculous
0: 495 yeah it's a like five that. for me okay I'll take that I'll <laughs> take it respectful to you five
1: out of five but I yeah. will be
0: honest that it also just makes me love my parents more oh yeah do you know what I mean yeah. It just and I love songs there's there's I feel like there's a lack of songs that all the songs feel like they're about romantic love mm-hmm. and or dating or whatever right Uh, I just, there's so few songs that explore, there aren't none, Mm -hmm. but there's less that explore like the love between a parent and a child in either direction or both directions. And so it's just nice and refreshing to have a different song.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Did
0: you want to share any sort of thoughts or rating system for yourself on this one?
1: I mean, I'm going to give it. So for me, I like energy in my music, right? Mm -hmm. So if there was no vocals on this, no lyrics, this is just kind of a meh song for mm-hmm. me because, you know, I'm that's my background. I like really energetic music. Yeah. Um, so, you know, stuff like Back to You is more interesting to me, you know, Last Train Home, stuff like that. Um, but as far as the writing, and like I said earlier, the vocal is great. That, he, that When he goes into the, what is that, the first bridge, even the structure of the song is a little unorthodox. Um, but he sings that whole song when he's doing his dad and he mm-hmm. sings his dad all in falsetto. Yeah. That's yeah, That's great work there. Um, it makes it
0: sound like a memory to me
1: oh nice you know what I mean? uh-huh so I yeah I, I, I would rate it uh, if we're rating out of five I would also rate it to five because I think it's great
0: okay so, that brings us to discussion question, Which you
1: have, because you've moved it to the appropriate place.
0: I do. I used an arrow. Mm-hmm. This is why I always come prepared with a pen, and you come prepared with nothing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, sorry, you come very prepared. Nothing physically.
1: Yes, it's all up here. That
0: makes it sound like it. But physically, you look nice. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, thank you. When someone's playing... This isn't my discussion question. It's a preface question. Okay. When someone is playing a guitar, mm-hmm. specifically when it's acoustic, mm-hmm. and they hit it mm-hmm. to make like a drum sound, mm-hmm. does that have a name Cause he does that this whole song. Yes. And I want to talk about that for a minute, but I don't know what to. I could just call it when he makes the drum sound on the guitar. Let's go with that. Okay. So when he's hitting the guitar, and I don't know if this is because now I listen to the song so much, and I want to be like so prepared for the podcast, Mm -hmm. but it was like uh it was like a seconds. It was like a clock ticking to me was what Mm -hmm. I heard the whole time, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, maybe he does that in all his songs and. I don't know. And there's something about it. And I was like, oh, and it's about time passing. And it sounds like a clock's ticking. And I just was wondering if I'm crazy. And he does that in all songs and or if you felt that way.
1: It's just a rhythmic thing. It comes around. So music is incredibly repetitive mm-hmm. and it's incredibly uh, regimented. I mean, that's how most modern music exists with just loops, mm-hmm. right? It can be the same thing over and over again because it doesn't change. So what you're hearing is him that same rhythmic pattern. Continues throughout the whole song it never Mm -hmm. changes. Mm -hmm. So that's that's true. And in this case It's a little extra repetitive than would it be in other songs where it might you might have different rhythm in the chorus than he does in the verse um, Or in the bridge and this one just kind of keeps that same strumming pattern or picking pattern going uh, Because he's not really strumming um, throughout the whole song, but it's not unusual
0: Well, I stand by that he did it to make it sound like a clock to illustrate that time was passing so nice I'm sure when we get a chance to interview him, he'll agree with me. I,
1: I, I it love more
0: that. discussion statement. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> did you bring a discussion question? Like I said, bring it. Like, I always say that to you like it's pie. Did you mm-hmm. bring a discussion? Question? Yeah. I
1: brought this here for us to share. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I wanted to talk about the parent element of it being uh-huh. a parent element of it, but I think we, we've, we've, we've kind of covered we that. Did, yeah. Um, I want to point to line and where he says, uh, turn 68, you'll renegotiate. Mm hmm. Um, don't stop the train, then it changes from please stop this train or to don't stop the train.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you want to stop the train? Would you if you could?
0: Yeah, it's so funny because I always say to my son and to my mom that I wish I could go back to when he was like three, when he was born, when he was five and just like revisit it mm-hmm. for an hour or so because you never know when the last time you're holding your kid is. Mm. Have you heard that expression? Mm-hmm. You don't. Like, do you remember the last time? Well, you could probably still hold a Cosby. Oh, yeah. But you won't know when the last time you do it is. Right. Because they're, they're not like, by the way, or, you're never picking or my, me up again. my girl,
1: she's like five foot five. She's you know, not, not really her any getting soon. picked yeah. up Yeah.
0: So I would like to go back and visit. But it's just been such a wonderful experience watching someone grow yeah. into the person they are today. Of course, you don't want to stop that or stunt yeah, it. Yeah,
1: exactly. So
0: maybe I would like the ability to slow down and or time travel the train. Mm-hmm. Knowing for sure it wouldn't be like on the flash. And I wouldn't like ruin everyone's life when I came back right. to present time. Mm-hmm. And go to different earths i haven't watched the flash in a while but you know what i mean yeah (laughs) what about you
1: so there is a movie and i want to say it's starring eddie redmayne
0: oh i love him
1: do you know what movie i'm talking about where he can travel through time
0: i didn't see it but i do know what movie you're talking about
1: and it gets he gets stuck once he has his kid Mm. he can't travel in time anymore otherwise it changes his kid
0: Oh, I hope he didn't do it.
1: And so he did it once and it went wrong. But he was able to fix it or whatever. Yeah. And then his dad could also have this gift to travel uh-huh. like back in life and visit things. And so he was talking to his dad who knew that they both had this gift and they were having this conversation and dad could tell that the son was saying goodbye. And he's like, I'm dead already, aren't I? And he's like, yes. Uh-huh. He's like, and you're coming to say goodbye. He's like, yes. She's like, cause you had a kid. He's like, yes. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just watching this movie because I'm just never gonna watch that movie. Absolute mess, right? And I've done that mental exercise so many times. Like, if I could go back in time, because I have plenty of regrets for my life, things I would like to do better.
0: Can't change it, but yeah, because then do I
1: not get my son? Right? I'm saying maybe, maybe I I get her, my wife, pregnant at the same time. Maybe a little bit earlier. Maybe a different swimmer wins that race that day. You Mm -hmm. know, like Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly what day it was. You know. Um, and so you can't you, those are things you can't risk No. and whenever I talk to parents who are like having a really hard time with the growing process of their kids and everything, I always say, "You know what? It beats the heck out of the alternative. Yeah, and so since those are the only options we're presented with my kid continues to grow up or my kid isn't growing because my kid isn't here anymore. Yeah I will let my, my let my my kids grow all day long, yeah and I will love every new fat version of them, and I will mourn every old version, mm-hmm. but I will keep them close to my heart.
0: That's beautiful. Oh,
1: thank you. My kids are beautiful. They're dope.
0: I think all of our kids are beautiful. Agreed. And they're dope um okay any other questions uh nope, that are a little light-hearted
1: <laughs> you know what like this is not our fault we didn't pick why this song you yelling
0: at me because
1: like we i feel this way all the time you keep mentioning like every song is so heavy and so down they are
0: all heavy first
1: of all i didn't write these songs so take it up with just, jonathan Mayer. You're mad at me secondly jonathan,
0: I, is his name jonathan do you i think, have never thought about that ever in all these years
1: you've never wondered whether his name was actually john of
0: course his name's jonathan i've just never thought about it
1: like maybe it is just I've john never been mad i don't at know him. i've never seen a birth certificate
0: if i was mad at him i would call him by his full name like i call you i don't know if you want to say your full you name you can say my
1: full name yes. i call you
0: lucas wayne Sutter when yeah. i get mad at you and so i've never been mad at john Mayer, I guess because i've never worried about wow. what his full and or middle name is i think it's clay or clayton
1: that sounds about right yeah yeah Anyway. So he writes the song, so take it up with him. And y'all, pointing at my phone, you, the audience, picked this song. So, yeah, they take did. it up with I was interested this is
0: what they picked, honestly. Yeah. Um, Which
1: means that since they picked this week.
0: I was about, to, I was about Guess to say, who
1: gets to pick next week?
0: Do you know what song you're picking? I think we're recording kind of early next week, so. Right.
1: We um, so too. last time I told you it was between two songs and whichever one I did. Mm-hmm. That week I was going to do the other one this oh, week. that's right. So I still think that... But, um... I do feel like we've been getting hit with some heavy stuff, so give me a day to search. Yeah, to search. What
0: are we talking about? We just did your body is a wonderful. The John Mayer Canon. We're fine. Try and
1: find uh, a more lighthearted song than the one that I was going to choose, which is very serious and personal to me and heavy and all that stuff. So,
0: so I'm almost ready to do Walt Grace. Speaking of things that are personal and heavy to people, nice. But what I want to take a look at is: is there an album that we have ignored thus far? We
1: haven't done anything off Paradise Valley yet.
0: Okay. probs i'm gonna pick a song from that just so we even it out a little bit
1: yeah so we've done um back to you and your bodies in wonderland both Mm -hmm. off uh room for squares Mm -hmm. we did split screen sadness which is the only song we've done off of heavier things Mm -hmm. we've done a couple songs off continuum now
0: what have we done off born and raised uh
1: what are the songs that we've done
0: i don't know i don't well, we can have this conversation off air. Let's, Let's do, do that. that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> this we've... is not at all interesting to listen to. I'm pretty sure we've. Oh, if I ever get around to living.
0: Okay. Okay. They yeah. all are about time. My goodness. Yeah. John.
1: So paradise. We did uh, "Edge of Desire" off Battle Studies. Mm-hmm. We did "Carry Me Away" off Sawbrock.
0: Oh, we have you have only one song off Sawd Rock, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. So Paradise Valley is the one we haven't touched yet. Okay.
0: Well, um, we'll guess just go to the Instagram at go to at
1: Mayor Studies on Instagram. That's where you should be, anyways. That's where the cool cats are. Obviously, there's some great people leaving great comments, so you want to read those as well, right? There
0: are. It's so hard to choose. Yeah. But I tried to include more this week because our poll indicated that they wanted more, more, and our poll also indicated that it was okay to talk about ourselves. And our lives, and so I appreciated that because that's why I've been avoiding Walt Grace* is because I didn't want to like talk too much about myself.
1: I'm really interested because I don't know why this song connects with you so much. We haven't talked about this. Well,
0: you have to wait till we do that song. I
1: know that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm actually at the beginning, I was like, we have to wait forever to do that song because no one cares about this song. Now I'm kind of like eagerly, yeah, I'm like kind of eagerly anticipating doing it. Have I built it it. up
0: so much that when we do it, people are gonna be like, oh, that wasn't that interesting?
1: Uh, only you know how interesting it is, so only you can determine that. I'm sure it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. If it means that much to you, I'm sure that's going to come through. and I think that's gonna, I'll the pick fans are gonna something love it.
0: from Paradise So you're a pick, I'm a pick. The fans, the fans. will be a pick. Amy, who met John Mayer with me, is going to come on the podcast. She's a pick. Right. She gets to pick. Anyone who's a but guest we But we come, already know what she's going to We
1: gonna already pick. know what she's
0: going to pick. So that's going to throw off the rhythm a little because, bit. Because,
1: honestly, I would have picked that song already. If oh, same. It, yeah. It's the first
0: first John Mayer song I've ever heard. Oh, oh I <laughs> gave it away. If you listen to the podcast every week, I just gave it away. Um, and then we'll go back to some fan chosen ones. But I just love everyone's enthusiasm for the voting. Yeah, thank you guys for participating. your comments before and after the podcast are always so fun.
1: You guys are the best part of doing this. We Love the interaction. Love hearing from you guys. So please keep it up. Very much appreciated. Have a great week. Have an outstanding week. and uh, Have an outstanding you week. Know, yeah, because you can't stop the train, right?
0: <laughs> right. I hope John's dad told us not to. <laughs>
1: right. I hope you're all very good at being young. We'll talk to you later. Bye.